It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? How you doing? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing better than you were doing Last night, if you watched the game, as the Reds lost the second game of the two games set in Anaheim to the Angels, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Check us out on Twitter, at Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Hit us up on the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159. And also check out LockedOnReds.com for even more content about your favorite team. And I'm telling you what, our favorite team sure knows how to kill a vibe. It was a week ago Wednesday, I'm recording this Wednesday night, it was a week ago Wednesday that they swept the Houston Astros, came back down one with Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I was at that game. I was absolutely floored. Just loving it. The rain poured on my way home. Took forever to get home because of it. Didn't even care. It was an amazing day. And then they proceeded to win two more games and make it six in a row. And life was good. Everyone was just, hey, maybe the Reds will be buyers. Who knows? Maybe they might make a run at this thing. You know, this thing being a wild card spot. And then reality set in. And they stopped hitting. Again. They stopped hitting with runners on base. They got runners on base. They got guys on base. They were getting hits. They were getting walks. And then when they got them on base, they couldn't do anything with them. The Reds came into Anaheim to face an Angels team that, before this two-game set, had an ERA, a team ERA, just over five. The Reds scored two runs in two games off of them. Off of the likes of Andrew Heaney, who, you know, has merits as a young pitcher, but uh, I don't think too many people are marking him down on the kind of, you know, we're scared of that guy pitchers list. And then uh, Wednesday was kind of a bullpen day, but kind of not. Like, they didn't announce the starter until shortly after Tuesday night's game. And the starter was Jaime Barria. And he went five innings, gave up one run, and struck out. A handful. The the Reds just... I don't know what it was. It's, it seemed like any time they got runners in scoring position, and no one was uh, void of fault here, 
But anytime someone was in the scoring position, they just stopped making contact. And they started swinging at bad pitches. And there was a couple of guys who really stood out as far as not great performances. But all in all, no one really made a name for themselves in this series. No one really did great. Yasiel Puig hit a homer on Wednesday's game, and Joey Votto hit a homer on Tuesday's game. But that's about it. And it's funny because on Tuesday night, it was Tyler Malley that sort of imploded a little bit, and that's what cost the Reds the game. And on Wednesday night, it was Rysel Iglesias. And you know what? Let's just jump in with that. I think it's time for David Bell. It's probably past time for David Bell to stop bringing him in in these high leverage situations. Because coming into the season, quite frankly, that was the guy you wanted. You wanted Iglesias pitching against Trout, Otani, and Justin Upton. No more. No longer. I don't want to see him. I want to see just about anybody else. Probably not Zach Duke. But pretty much anybody else. Amir Garrett looked great tonight. He pitched five outs, struck out three of them. Or no, didn't strike. he struck out two of them. But pretty much threw the Angels nothing but sliders, and they couldn't hit it. He did have one walk, but that was the only base runner he allowed. And he looked phenomenal. But Iglesias just... I don't know. He's the kind of guy that you you cringe when you see him come out of the bullpen this year. It just is that way. He's not the guy that whenever David Bell calls on him... You're like, oh, we got some automatic outs coming up. He is going to mow down the other team. We are out of this situation right now because they're bringing in Glacius. In fact, if anything, he's the guy that when you bring him in, you're like, oh boy, here comes a bad situation. The other team's about to do some work on us. Because that's what happened. They brought him in the beginning of the eighth because it was Trout, Otani, and Upton, the three hitters due up for the Angels in the eighth inning, and he walks Trout. He tries to pick Trout off a first and overthrows Derek Dietrich. So that puts Trout on second. And then gives up a single to Otani. They keep Mike Trout from scoring. He stays at third. First and third, nobody out. And so he gets Upton to kind of hit a ground ball, but it was such that Eugenio Suarez really had to check and make sure that Trout wasn't going to try to score. So the double play opportunity was gone. And he was able to get Upton out at first, but that moved Otani to second. So now there was no force play. And the very next batter was a weird ground ball just in the absolute perfect position to where Suarez couldn't get to it. And Iglesias, when he made the play, he had nowhere to go. It was David Fletcher who made the hit. David Fletcher and Justin Bohr were the two guys that just killed the Reds on Wednesday. And David Fletcher got an infield single on that in which Mike Trout scored, which broke the tie at that point. It was tied one all. 
And it was because of that eighth inning. And then, of course, Justin Bohr comes in and hits like a 9,000-foot home run. It was so it was so crushed. I don't know if you watched the game. Justin Bohr's home run in the eighth. He hit a home run earlier in the game as well. But his home run in the eighth was so crushed, not a soul for the Reds out in the field moved. They looked up and they're like, there's no reason to move for this. That's gone. The cover was knocked off of it. It was just, Iglesias looked bad. And ultimately, the Reds leave Anaheim, having lost both games 5-1. to one. So being outscored 10-2, to two, that's going to put a dent in the old Pythagorean win-loss. But uh, anyway, not feeling great about that. Trying to not be super negative, I was really unhappy at the point of the game ending. Had to do a little laundry to calm myself down. But uh, yeah, let's take a break. Talk about Hotels.com for just a second. Check out Hotels.com. They've got great rates. Reward for your stay. I did it. Got me a hotel down for the trip coming up. Can't wait for that. Hotels.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast here on a Thursday. Tomorrow for Phone It In Friday, my guest will be Taryn Bland from ESPN 1530. He produces Mo Egger's afternoon show with him, and he also hosts a couple of different sports-related podcasts, including Don't Question Yourself and No Holds Barred. And also he hosts a podcast called 513 Down to the Wire, or I think I flipped that, Down to the Wire 513. We're going to talk big picture stuff and where the Reds go from here. And really, there's some interesting things coming down the pike. First one, and you may have heard the news, is that Alex Wood suffered a setback. And it just kind of added to the news that has been a couple of days in Cincinnati sports in general. Not even just the Reds, but also the Bengals getting bad news about their first round draft pick, Jonah Williams. and. All this wonderful stuff going on for Cincinnati professional sports fans. But Alex Wood suffered a setback. They will reevaluate him here in the coming days, and that could set the timeline back even more. It was already looking like it might be late July at the earliest that we would see him. Now, who knows when? And who knows if? We might not even see Alex Wood pitch for the Reds. And... It's brought up discussion, and I don't know why, but it's brought up discussion about the trade of Homer Bailey and Josiah Gray and the other minor leaguer whose name is escaping me right now, of them going to Los Angeles for Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood, Matt Kemp, and Kyle Farmer. And there are some people like, would you do that trade now? Knowing what you know? Hindsight 2020, would you change your mind? No! I wouldn't. I'd still do that trade every single day and twice on Sunday. 
because you got rid of Homer Bailey, you got rid of that crazy contract, and yeah, you had to absorb just as much money coming back, but the Reds weren't getting anything out of Homer Bailey. In fact, if it were a situation where they were stuck having to put him in the rotation, I mean, the, the all in likelihood, they were just going to write him a check and send him on his way. So the fact that they got anything in a deal that involves sending away Homer Bailey, I'm fine with that. And I do it every day of the week. And Yasiel Puig, yeah, he struggled to start the season. He's kind of coming around a little bit here lately. Kyle Farmer has proved valuable off the bench, a very valuable utility guy. And we haven't seen Alex Wood and Matt Kemp is no longer a red because he was sent on his way. But all in all, I'd still do that trade. And then the other interesting thing that's coming down the pike is Scooter Jeanette. He is healthy, has had a very nice rehab stint, getting his bat loose, getting ready to come up to the majors. And it looks like he may join the Reds here for the weekend series against the Cubs. And that presents a problem for one player currently on the major league roster because someone's going to have to be set down. Someone not not just sent on the bench, but also sent to AAA. And you got to think, if, if you've watched any of the games these last couple of, uh, this, during this losing streak, it's pretty obvious. I'd be hard-pressed to see anybody else get sent down. Now, maybe Phil Irvin, because he's really starting to just show that he's meh. But it's Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza has had the worst of timing to go through some just terribly weird and awful plays. Tuesday night, he like lost concentration, forgot how many outs there were, and because of that, allowed a guy to score on a fly ball that he caught in left field, allowed a guy to score from second. And then just with the bat has been completely useless. Today... He had a couple of situations with runners on base. One of them, he tried to lay down a bunt for some reason. Chris Welsh on the broadcast said that it, it looked like he may have been trying to bunt for a hit. He popped it straight up in foul territory. The catcher caught it without any issue, and it was an easy out there. And then there was another situation later on in the game where there were two men on base, and he struck out. That happened a lot. That wasn't just him, but he is continuing to do these things these last couple of days that just look, it just, he's just not going to be here. He's getting sent down because, yeah, he's got positional flexibility, but I don't want him anywhere near the lineup right now. I, I think he needs to clear his head or something. I don't know. Whatever terminology you want to use whenever a player gets sent down to AAA, plus he has an option. Send him down, let him work on it, and get Scooter up here and get him in this lineup because they desperately need something. They need somebody in the middle of the lineup that's just going to make all of the guys on base come home because it hasn't happened. And I know people lament using RBIs and evaluation. I'm one of them. I, I don't. I don't like evaluating a player's worth based on RBIs, but it is worth noting that there are a lot of guys with low RBI totals on this team. And that's not to say that they're not good hitters. There are other 
points of data that you can look at that say that they're not great hitters so far this year. But they're just not bringing them in. They're leaving too many people on base. And in fact, I even said that. I was talking with on Talking Halos with their host, Derek, and I told him, I'm like, the thing that will cripple the Reds in this series, if we look back on this series and the Reds lost, is because they left too many men on base. They didn't hit with runners in scoring position. And that's exactly what happened. I'm not saying I'm Nostradamus by any stretch of the imagination, but it was pretty easy to tell. That's been their problem all year long. That's why they won six games in a row, because they did hit with runners in scoring position. And that's why they went 1-8 and eight to start the season, because, well, they just didn't hit, period. They didn't even get guys on base to bring them in. But any opportunity they've had to score runs, it seems like has been a coin toss, if not less, for if they're going to bring them in or not. I don't know. I'm discouraged tonight. The Reds follow a six-game win streak with a four-game losing streak, and that's just one of those things where, yeah, I know I just said a bunch of words about it, but at the same time, I don't know what else to say. So we're just going to end it there. Happy Thursday. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Like I said, tomorrow, check us out. We'll have Taryn Bland from ESPN 1530 in to talk Reds and may even ask him a couple of things about why he is where he is, who knows? I always love doing that because that always yields a lot of good conversation. So we'll see what happens there. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Check us out on Twitter. Hit us up on LockdownReds.com and also give us a call. 513-549-0159. Give, love to hear from you. Uh, I almost forgot about the question. We were going to talk about it a little bit today, but just, I don't know, man. Got drained by that two-game series in California. Just watching it. Just, ugh. It, it's, 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 it's nights like that. And before I get into another rant, but it just, it, it just had a thought in my mind. I'm like, man, I love the Reds, but these last two nights just make you wonder, what, could I, what else could I have been doing during that time? Anyway. That's neither here nor there. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and happy Thursday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.